This is Show Focus, a show all about podcasts. We explore the world of podcasts, reviewing them, recommending them, and enabling you to know what to listen to next. This week we're talking about The Daily by The New York Times, as well as The Ground Up Show by Matt Diavella. It's going to be a good one. You say podcasts really weirdly. What? Podcasts? I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. Podcasts. Podcasts. Podcasts, you go and gnaw them with it. Yeah, it's podcasts, but you say podcasts. I don't know where that's come from, actually. I don't know. I don't know why I felt the need to point that out, but no, Whoops. me neither. Okay. <laughs> you just accidentally go. Well, I'm not then. fixing it now as well. I'll just pronounce them all wrong. Coke Saga. You tried the raspberry, which I assumed was thought was strawberry, but it wasn't. It was actually raspberry Pepsi. I could see why you thought it was strawberry because it was very. It was very just like generic soda. Like it was. I yeah. I I wasn't that imp- I, I wasn't that impressed as as you. Um, as you said last time, I was like, mm, mm. yeah, it's just not good. Anyway, you had the, you had the, um, I think we talked about this last week. The strawberry. Now that one is banging. The diet coke yeah. one, yeah. I've got to try that. I haven't had that. Um, one yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, I that one was Coke Zero. That one wasn't diet coke, so even better. Um, yes, always yeah. good. <laughs> I think I think one episode we should do a top four style draft. We can yes. talk about top four. One episode. That week. Yes. Oh, you know what we should do that? Yeah. Yes. Top that four is dope. brilliant. If you haven't heard it. Um, so good. Yeah. Malcolm Arment from ATP and Tiffany Arment, obviously, from... Um, Everything uh, else. She's just playing for fun and she does a bunch of incomparable stuff. Um, but yeah, obviously, they're husband and wife and they just go through and rank stuff. Um, but it's always very funny. Uh, gets you thinking as well, and yeah, you can almost play along in your head. Uh, it's great that show. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that another time. Yeah. Cool. Did you see um, MKBHD was wearing a top four T-shirt in his last video? I did. I did notice that. I didn't know if you'd see that. Yes. Really cool. Awesome. I only saw it because Tiff tweeted it out. Like what? Hey, look at this. Yeah. That's dope. Have you been? Yeah. Have you still been listening to Reply All then? I have. Yeah, I've listened to. Way too many of them, actually. I love it. It's um, so good. So good. It's probably been become one of my favourites because, like, there's so many of them and they are all um, sort of incredible, really, really interesting. But there's very few bad ones. Like, you can yeah. pretty much pick any episode and it'll be good. And they're all very random about different things. And, yeah, I've just... Yeah, I've loved listening to it. Really, really interesting. They go into a bunch of different things. Um, there was a full one on like a four episode sort of se- mini series on um, on a guy who was uh, writing a blog from prison. What? And then they got into and then they got into his case, and it was super interesting. What is that one from a while ago? Yeah, like twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen, something like that. Okay, nice. I might go back and listen to that. Chuck those in the yeah, show we'll notes put... and we'll go to that. Exactly, because I can't remember what, exactly what it was called, but yeah, it was four episodes. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Um, I've listened to a couple. Um, yeah, like a lot of the... I listened to the Roman Mars one after you said... Oh, uh, the broken radio. Yes, yeah, 99% invisible. You got it 100% invisible last week. I was like, <laughs> I can see where you got it from, but yeah. Um that one was really oh. good. That one was really, really good. I bet you noticed that in the edit and was like, oh, uh, really? You kept saying it as well. You stuck to it. Anyway, yeah. Oh, well, own it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I've been loving Reply All. Um, also, one of my favourites at the moment uh, that just popped up on my radar is David Tennant does a podcast with, uh, and it's David Tennant doing podcasts with people. Uh, and then I listened to the Gordon Brown one. That was really interesting. And uh, James Corden as well. That was great. Really good. Ooh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Was oh, there? Any, was there? Sorry, I cut you off there. Was there any others that you wanted to talk about on Reply All? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, I listened to way too many to pick any out of my head. But oh, obviously, really? go back and yeah, search back through the um, through the archives and find some because there's some incredible ones in there. You can but, tell yeah, they've got a big team on that. In that, yeah, it's they. You know, every single one of them is produced really, really well, and, and re- s- like research well, and yeah, they're great. Some of them can be like stories they've been on for like twelve months or whatever. Like, there's clearly a lot more than obviously that week into those, so they must have a bunch of people working on them constantly. I don't know how they turn them out so fast. No, me neither. Nice, yeah, but, I I really liked it. 
really Although good. the the ads annoy me, I I noticed that a lot more after you mentioned it last week. They play the same ad segment, exactly the same clip, like twice a show, and it really annoys me because they could at least change it up a little bit. Like obviously, most podcasts will record them as they record, and so they will change a little bit each time. Yeah, I suddenly appreciate that more now. Yeah, well, it's just just the same clip over and over and over and over again. And once you listen to, if you listen to like three in a day, yeah. you've had that like six times, and it's just, it just gets a little annoying. But apart from that, great show. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the David Tennant one as well is like the standard ZipRecruiter ads that are on Serial. They voice them themselves, don't they? It's never the the host, so it's like this, the same thing every single time. Um, and then he's yep. recorded one about like Sky Telly, and it's really rubbish. But they play the same the same identical clip every single week. And it's like, oh come on, guys! Like it's as soon as you start doing that that people like just completely zone out and don't listen at all. Whereas when people like personalize it and it's actually their voice as well, it ma- you know makes a huge difference. Um, I imagine to the stats if they could see any of that. This week we're talking about the Daily, um, which is by the New York Times, uh, brought up after the luminary stuff we were chatting about last time uh in that they've said they won't be on that app but uh yeah it's always been one that's been in the top five really of charts uh in the past sort of year or so it's blown up um but yeah really really interesting show um it's basically every, is it every weekday um kind of their niche if you like is sort of a 20 minute show rounding up the news um and diving into like one of the stories really they pick on one and then go and research, research it further and dig up, um, yeah, like voice recordings and things from, I mean, I listened to a couple that are about like court cases and they pulled up those court cases and um, interviews and that sort of stuff. So really, really good show uh, hosted by Mike, Michael Barbaro, who um, was a writer at the, the New York Times, of course. But um, yeah, really, really great show. What did you think about it, Ewan? Have you got any comments on that? Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Um, at the moment, especially the very uh, sort of US politics based because obviously that's all um very interesting at the moment uh and so yeah i listened to a few of those really really like it um again only 20 minutes long uh super easy to just listen to um because there's only 20 minutes of it uh and they sort of dove quite deep into um the robert Mueller story and all that lot which we'll talk about a little bit later and i really really like that yeah um i do like it I had a few frustrations, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get to in a bit, but um, I found some... that Obviously, it varies so much on the news, and they've got to pull this together in a day, and I completely understand that. Um, but some of them, I was like, oh, this is boring. Uh, but I think you're, you know, you're much more interested in US politics and all that stuff, so that makes a big difference. And I was like, well, well I'm, not really, I'm not really someone who would watch the news. Like, I read Twitter, and that's where I get my news. I know it's lazy, but... Um, yeah, so I think this sort of thing wasn't up my street to begin with. Um, but as, as a podcast, completely respect it. Like there must be a lot that goes into this. Uh, and they, you know, they seem, seem to, after a day's notice with a lot of this news, like they were talking about Trump a lot, um, something would happen and they'd have a podcast out the next day and it had clips from years ago and interviews and all sorts. So I don't, I don't know how they do it, to be honest. Dive very deep and pull out a lot of research, which I, I, really really respect as you said um in such small small amount of notice yeah incredible must be such a project to pull off yeah definitely the past sort of week or so yeah has been mainly governed by the trump and there's been a uh, who's this a uh, robert Mueller. he did an investigation into uh trump and the election you're be- you're going to do better explaining that than me yeah yeah so he's been uh robert Mueller has been doing an investigation for the last two years um, originally into sort of collusion with Russia, um, well, Trump's collusion with Russia. Um, and then uh, there was, and then they then added obstruction of justice as well in um, firing James Comey, who was the uh, head of the FBI. Um, and then that, that all came to a head and ended uh, probably about a month ago, maybe a few weeks. Um, and so we had that report and then we've had, um, some people have obviously been talking about that a lot, um, and then Mueller then had a uh, a what do you call it press briefing? No, yeah. um, it was conference. it was like a press briefing, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. no questions. Mueller... I'm just going to speak this statement. Exactly. Yeah. So he just had a statement um, for the press where he basically just said what was in the report um, again, 
which was sort of unheard of because no one had seen Muller for two years. Like he'd had no press um, stuff for two years. And then he then comes and does a uh, press conference with one hour's notice to the press, which was interesting um, about the report. And then they sort of dove into um, the politics of that and how Congress has responded and the Senate and all of that and talking about impeachment, uh, which was really, really good. And they uh, they explained it very well and they did a lot of research into it, which I really liked. Yeah, to be fair, a lot of this I wouldn't have heard at all if I had not listened to it. Um, yeah, it is good stuff, definitely. Um, I... <laughs> I don't know. I I found his voice quite annoying, especially when it was on smart speed. Because the way he speaks, he has a lot like big gaps between words, but each word he says, he says really fast. And so I think oh. that that messed with smart speed so much, and that his voice was fast, and it was cutting out all the silences, and, like, and I was like, oh wow! Like I found it really hard to listen to. Um, Turn it down a bit, yeah. Yeah, so I, I turned that off eventually. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. This is the Daily. Today, Robert Mueller breaks his silence. Quote, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. It's Thursday, May 30th. Yeah, as he's speaking. Um, Very, very quick, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, a very, very good podcast, um, very, very well researched and great for the news, it just isn't a comedy podcast and it isn't <laughs> sort of, it's very formal and very news rather than being uh, sort of what is the trend at the moment, which is sort of comedy or whatever around the news. Yeah, um, for me, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, is that it made stuff that was already boring to me more boring by stretching it out for... 20 to 30 minutes and i was like mm, like i i listened to about four or five of them and i was like mm, mm, not sure uh yeah did you, how many did you listen to was it uh just a couple yeah. uh yeah the mullet one and i think there was another one on sort of u.s politics and impeachment and all that lot. yeah um i think if it's something you're already interested in Again, the US politics, what's happening at the moment, I think it's very good, very informative. If it's something that you don't know much about and sort of coming into it fresh, I don't think it's going to do you very much because it's obviously very sort of high level yeah. stuff. Is it what was quite, you know, if you watch a news flash or whatever, they, they do explain it in the simplest possible terms. It's like, this is what's happening, this is why. And this didn't, this podcast didn't do that. It was like, I imagine they've been talking about this story for ages. Um, and they, they used a lot of language. I was like, what? And like, they spoke about this Mueller guy. And it's like, who is this dude? Took me ages to work out that he's a lawyer. Took me ages to work out that he's investigating Trump. Took me yeah, ages he's to been in, like, realize he's any been of in the US. He's been in the US news for a good two years. Yeah. Like, it's been a, a weekly story at least for the last two years. Oh, really? Maybe that's just me and being ignorant then. And so it's it's a big thing over there rather than it being sort of a big thing here. Yeah. Um. So I think it's a safe assumption to for people who are generally informed in the news to know about him. Whereas obviously you you haven't been watching that stuff, so it hasn't. You sort of obviously don't know who he is. But yeah, I take your point. Yeah. If you come into it without knowing anything, you're not gonna. <laughs> uh, it's gonna take you a lot to sort of grasp what they're talking about. Yeah. No. Good show. Like if you if you're into the news, go for it. Um. Yeah, like they they dive as deep as you'd ever want to go, really, into all that stuff. Um, and yeah, comes up five days a week by six a.m. So that's that's really cool. Uh, oh dang! You can listen to it every morning. Yeah, that's really cool. I imagine that's American time, but uh, yeah, you can get on that. Uh, it was very American focused, so I'm not sure whether that would appeal too much to to us here in the UK. Uh, we've got lots of other stuff going on. So um, yeah, good show. I'm not sure it was right up my street, and that's why I'm a Maybe you can tell from my voice, I'm a bit like, mm. I had a text from you earlier on in the week, and we were like, oh, when should we record? Uh, and then both of us were like, I'm not sure how much we've got to say on this. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> weren't we? So um, we're going to chat about another show that I've been listening to for a little while that I've absolutely loved. And it was awesome through exams. Um, listen to this. Uh, and it's called The Ground Up Show. Uh, it's by Matt Diavella, who is 
uh, well, I think his original occupation really was he's he's a film director, film producer, filmmaker, whatever you want to say. Uh, and he directed a, um, a documentary on Netflix called uh, Minimalism. And it was following these two uh, guys who are minimalists and they're starting up a new company. And he's, he's really into that. Uh, into the minimalism and i think it's really interesting not that i totally agree with everything he says like a lot of it i'm like mm, that's a bit excessive but he what's great is he puts thought into everything he does and so he kind of makes these beautifully produced videos mainly on youtube um some on patreon that's how he runs his, you know the, the money-making side of this and we'll get to that in a bit but he yeah can considers stuff and makes videos about lots of different stuff that you can kind of watch and take some little bits of input maybe not to the extent that he has um but yeah really really interesting videos i would 100 percent recommend you go subscribe to him on youtube uh but yeah he's done things like uh, he does these 30-day experiments where he tries to create a new habit in his life so he uh, has done i he he meditated one hour every day for 30 days he did uh, wake up at 5 a.m for 30 days took cold showers quit sugar um loads and loads and loads of these uh 12 habits for life uh that are all really interesting and he weighs it up and some of them he drops some of them he keeps going um yeah and then also ones about uh being a minimalist he does sort of quite a, re- a really really good jokey video that blew up and went viral uh it's got like 12 million views that that's where i first saw it and then subscribed to him from there it's called a day in the life in the Millimiller. This will be uh, one of the links in the show notes. Go list, go watch it. It's super interesting. It's really funny as well. Um, he, the the thumbnail is of him sat in an empty his empty apartment. He must have taken all the furniture out, literally with a <laughs> with a bowl in his hand, sat cross legged on the floor. Uh, and then he does this whole sketch at the beginning where he kind of films him getting out of bed. And he's like, he's so minimalist that he doesn't need an alarm clock at all. And there's literally like a bed in the middle of the room. He gets up and he walks through to the lounge, to the kitchen. Uh, there's nothing in this entire apartment. He opens up the, the cupboard doors and there's one bowl and one spoon. Uh, and then he I've makes himself some cereal. Yeah, very good. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have a, a rubbish bin. Like he does, yeah, it's kind of all a big skit at the beginning. And then he explains what minimalism really is. And that sometimes what, that's what people consider it to be. Sort of playing on the perception of minimalism and sort of, and then explaining sort of what it actually is, which I shall love. I think everyone can take a little bit of that. Like, I think everyone should implement some of that stuff into their lives. Yeah. So, sort of um, getting rid of stuff, sort of paring down what you own, um, and really making sure the stuff that you you own really does sort of serve a purpose. I think that is all great. Taking it to the to the sort of the the highest extent like he does i don't think is is really helpful but yeah doing it a little bit i I think is definitely definitely a good thing to do yeah i well i've as as i first when i first saw his videos i kind of thought the same as you is that it's mostly about material things right but then i listened to the podcast and i think yeah it's what nearly 100 shows deep and i've listened to probably most of them um and what it really is is just taking each thing in your life whether it's a habit or it's a, a a physical thing whether it's a workflow in the way you you know the way you you work or if it's uh you know how you dress like any of these things and he puts consideration into it and he's like how much do i of this do i really need um or how much would i would i like to have like yeah it's it's kind of a lot of that and so he like boils down his like workflow. That was a really good one about how he edits his videos and how he does all that stuff and like his morning routine. And he's like, these are all the things I used to do. And I used to do them because I thought it made me more productive. And then he slowly starts stripping it out and realized that actually there are other, you know, there are other things that um, are really in there that he could use to make him more productive or more happy or like any of these things. So it, it, he's such an interesting guy and he has so much to say about this stuff. And every single one of his videos is like really quite interesting. And you could see how it would apply to your life as well. It's not like someone is being like, oh, look how good I am in the way I work or in the way I am. Or, you know, he only wears a certain color gray T-shirt and he has 10 of them and that's it. Um, Yeah. I have done that, actually. Have you? So a couple of months ago, I bought, I think, two pairs of black jeans and like five black T-shirts and five white T-shirts. I know, because I have way too many clothes, and gotten rid of 
a bunch of clothing um and i really like that so then i've just got a drawer of those two pairs of jeans t-shirts black then white and then black socks and underwear as well bought all new socks and underwear which is always a good thing to do every sort of six months to a year um and then you don't have to think about what to wear it's like black or white t-shirt and then that's sort of the only choice yeah rather than having sort of one or two favorite t-shirts a way of reducing cognitive load in the morning he's like i don't want to think about this ever so (laughs) here you are these are all i own yeah yeah it just it it's much less cognitive load and um it just means you have clothing that you like to wear every single day rather than just that one or two nice t-shirts that you like or uh, the one pair of jeans that fit you the best or whatever. It's about getting rid of the rest and just getting the stuff that you like the most and then just wearing that all the time. It does mean that your clothing is sort of very bland, but if if that's what you're going for, then I think it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of about his uh, YouTube channel. The The podcast is is slightly different um, in the way he does it. So uh, it's mainly about, well, I'll, I'll read the blurb as I always do. The Grand Up Show, hosted by Matt Diavella, is a podcast for those bold enough to take the small steps. With over 3 million downloads, these candid conversations have helped in- inspire thousands of listeners to pursue a better life. Um, so he uses that better life thing in in quite an interesting way. So each one of these, he focuses on a different thing with someone. So like the last one, the most recent one was more, The Morning Routine. Um, that is really, really good. I really enjoyed that, that one. Um, I've been thinking about that a little bit in my uh work like it's been exam period for me over the last sort of six weeks and so kind of having taking the time in the morning while i'm sat there with my i always go downstairs i make coffee and then i come upstairs and i like plan what i'm gonna do that day kind of having a morning routine like that has been really valuable so that kind of came at a perfect time also doing things like mastering your personal finance applying minimalism to that yeah one's about quitting social media there's one before about the loneliness epidemic that was really interesting um, well, what was that about? It, it's kind of, it's really hard to explain. Um, I'm going to chuck the link in the show notes. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Listen to that and tell me what you think. Okay, um, we'll do. I want to have a conversation about that one. But yeah, um, Gary V was on it as well. That was so good. Only a little half an hour show, but amazing. He's a super interesting, definitely controversial, but interesting human being. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go and listen to that. So yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, five times New York best-selling author. Yeah, he's um, a big guy in the sort of I want to say business book world, but yeah, he's one of these people who makes these really short videos, inspiring people to get up and start their business to just do it. I think that's very much his approach. Um, and stop getting caught up in all the all the rubbish surrounding entrepreneurship and uh, yeah, social media and all that stuff. And he's like, just go do it. Um, but also sort of um he talks a lot about sort of your the what what businesses are now and what they used to be and sort of like um talking about online business and uh sort of jumping into online business taking advantage of that because it's definitely a big thing at the moment um and not listening too much to your parents about online business because they don't understand it as much (laughs) sort of go with how how business is moving rather than um sort of looking back at it yeah and he's like well business schools and uh like what's well, kind of the nature of that sort of environment where it's moving so fast is that you know perhaps the way your parents and their friends and you know maybe their parents before started business and looked at the at work in general is very different to how it is today and he's like you, you know and and business schools and universities and things like that you know they move slowly and so, you know, it's it's tough to to stay up to date on that sort of thing. And so he, yeah, he takes this very new, refreshing uh, approach on it, um, which is, you know, fascinating to listen to. Uh, it's only a half an hour show, so definitely go listen to that. And it had so much information in there. And uh, yeah, he also talks a lot about like finding meaning in it. It's like he says, well, he he knows loads of millionaires who are miserable, um, and he tries to sort of stay on the right side of you know enjoying what you're doing. Um, and you know, he, he kind of keeps it very lighthearted as well, which is really good. Um, yeah, he talks a lot about sort of earning less money, but enjoying your job is way better than earning a bunch of money and not enjoying 100%. it. 
yeah. if you're living for the weekend, then what are you doing with your life is a lot of his sort of his perception on business and work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it, I, I find this show and the reason I love it and the reason I listen to it every single week is that it's really inspiring. Each one of the things they, you know, they talk about. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a bit like the videos. It's like changing one thing in your life, or they really dive deep on one thing, um, and it allows you to sort of apply it to your life in your head. Uh, and I find it mo- motivates me, inspires me to to change those things um, and to to kind of follow along a little bit. Maybe so. Yeah. Again, like we said earlier, some of the things he does is a little bit uh, extreme. Um, but again, you can take pinches of each one of these videos, and uh, and all of them really help. So uh, yeah amazing amazing show i really love it him and as a guy him as a guy he's very interesting i wouldn't be surprised if next year he's up there in the big youtubers um he's oh yeah definitely kind of gone from i've started following him when he's like 400k and that was about a year ago and now he's at 1.4 million which is very very good going um and i'm sure he'll just keep keep moving up and up and up uh, and he makes a video a week but each one of them is really uh in depth and very detailed and very well produced um yeah absolutely love the the videos whenever they pop up so yeah he seems very nice very chill very likable guy um and he just is very very good at explaining things yeah and he's a very good interviewer getting sort of good conversations out of people um and obviously he's sticking to that one point or one topic he wants to make for that episode yeah um which i think is really good and then brings in people that sort of that do a lot of that stuff you're um, right actually i never so thought like, of it that way yeah, so he, he talked to Sorrel Amor, um, who is a YouTuber, talking about minimalism because that's her thing, and then brought in Cody Warner and talked about business and video and uh, getting stuff done, sort of productivity because that's his thing. And so he's very good at bringing in people and talking about what, what they do in their lives and what they're good at, which I, I really liked. Yeah. Um, One of the things I really like about him as well is that he doesn't, monetize any of it so he is on youtube you know with 1.4 million subscribers and doesn't get paid per view at all um and it's the same with the show he never has ads on them uh and it's all by patreon uh and so he produces a video a week but then also another video for the patreon subscribers and so i really like that he's just straight up and honest and he's like at the beginning he's like hey we've got this person on we're talking about this if you want to hear more about this consider subscribing to my patreon um the cost of a i think his his spiel is that oh the cost of a cup of coffee a, a month um gets you access to all of this stuff and i i love that just straight up honesty um he's like hey if you want to support me my patreon's there and then just gets on with it um so yeah i really really like it uh yeah i love both the youtube and the podcast i love that as a sort of a way of monetizing uh sort of creative work so podcasts and youtube and all of that it's a very it's a very nice way of doing it because anyone who watches it then they don't get the ads and so there's none of that i'm using this using you for money as sort of a yeah. sort of an idea so you're watching ads so that they earn money whereas if it's a truly a voluntary thing sort of a patreon support me on patreon no one loses out in the content but um, but then he can also earn money, which I just love. So Patreon is tends to be um, sort of the nicest way for the viewer, definitely, uh, for them to earn money. Uh, yeah, you've highlighted a couple that you listen to as well, haven't you? Cody, Cody Wanner, who's he? Yeah, so there's a couple people, um, just YouTubers I follow. Um, so I just picked out those two episodes uh, to go and listen to, and I really, really like them. Uh, Cody Warner, who is a... Well, his spiel is... In, he's a YouTuber, and his spiel is encouraging the doers. He's a very, very enthusiastic, very excitable human being. Um, just lovely. I met him in Ireland last year. Um, great, funny guy, talking about um, productivity, talking about uh, sort of getting stuff done, also video stuff, some tech stuff. Um, and he's just... Yeah, very, very like Gary V in a way, but more excitable and uh, more upbeat. He's just super encouraging. He effectively just makes motivational uh, videos, but also tech stuff and then sort of theory about video, um, talking about vlog style video in business. Um, and he's a, a sort of a cinematographer, but also a sort of almost motivational speaker guy um, who makes great, entertaining funny videos so i love cody wanna as a person um so yeah he and uh 
he and Matt did a did a great episode. So I really, really love that one. Talking about sort of uh, business, video, some tech. And then Sorel Amore, who is, again, a YouTuber. Um, she does sort of photography stuff, photography tutorials, photography, um, just anything photography, really. And then also minimalism. Uh, so obviously they, they spoke about that for a long time. Um, and she's a nomad as well, so that's super interesting. The nomad life and the minimalism obviously go together because you can't take everything you own with you. Um, oh, I and see. that was just a super, super interesting uh, <laughs> sort of chat, and I love that. Again, she's another super excitable, super up- upbeat human being, and I, I just loved it. It was nice and easy to listen to, fun. So, yeah, definitely two great episodes to go and listen to. Yeah, and do something a bit different here and play. Just the first clip of that Cody Wanner um, thing. Welcome back to the Ground Up Show, the podcast where I talk with creatives about their stories, learning about how to break through the noise and make things that matter. My guest today is Cody Wanner. Cody is a filmmaker that creates a daily vlog on his YouTube channel. On the podcast, we talk about how to overcome roadblocks, when to say yes, and why there is no such thing as a small creator. Stick around after the show to learn about how you can keep it advertisement-free and get my secret vlogs and AMA podcast episodes. Yeah, so good, isn't it? Again, he did that. He described what Cody does way better than I did that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's no longer... He did did a daily vlog all of 2018. Uh, What? Cody did. Okay. So he started out 2018 with next to zero um subscribers and just started a daily vlog did it um oh man he's just crazy honestly he started a daily vlog um and built an audience doing that doing the motivational stuff doing obviously everything he does um making a, a video every day which is something i could just never do um and that's incredible and it's really hard to make videos when you're sort of small and when you don't have a big audience and to be able to make one every day and build that audience making a video every day I definitely think that's a massive feat um and then obviously he grew when he did a uh when he did a collab with Peter McKinnon but yeah yeah definitely incredible so yeah he did a daily vlog all of 2018 and then he sort of uh brought that back to sort of two or three videos a week now I love that phrase no small creator love that um, yeah, his point with yeah his point with that is that creation is huge. There is no small creator. Yeah, if you're creating, you're doing something great. Um, sort of let the creation be the be the thing that motivates you rather than your the size of your audience. If you're creating something and there isn't a big audience for it, keep creating that. Um, because the creation is the important thing, less than the audience size. Yeah. And so he says, yeah, no small creator. Creation is massive. You're never a small creator. You can have a small audience, but you're never a small creator. Yeah, love that. That's really cool. Um, yeah, awesome show. That he always gets the right people on for the right topic, or maybe the right topic for the right people. But um, yeah, very, every single one of them gets you thinking, and um, yeah, you come out of each one, yeah, knowing more about a certain topic. So definitely very well done i think i'm going to keep listening to those actually because i had basically never heard this show before yeah so i think that's going to be one added to my list have you subscribed to him on youtube yet uh i've seen some of his videos haven't subscribed to him on youtube though i think i'll do that yeah all right that about wraps it up for this week so this week we've been talking about the daily and the ground up show uh two awesome shows all of the links will be in the show notes for that one so you can go subscribe uh next week we've got a bit of a fun one uh, coming up haven't we um so we're going to talk oh, yeah, about hello internet this was this number one for both of us when we did our top five mine was serial but i think hello internet was up there yeah it was def- definitely in our top fives um it was my number one definitely so hello internet is my favorite podcast uh and has been for a long time uh you and recommended it to me and i went back and listened to all the way from episode one we're now at 120 something so um awesome show we're going to listen to that next week we're going to recommend three for you uh that we've handpicked um ewan's one of ewan's suggestions was uh episode seven sorry language teachers um i'm gonna do episode 66 a classic episode and what was the other one ewan episode 50 queen of spades that is hysterical like go that is genuinely hysterical so if there's one you listen to episode 50 there isn't really any spoilers for this so 
it doesn't really matter what order you listen to them in. Uh, Queen of Spades episode 50 is probably my favourite um, of all time episode. Brilliant. We are going to revisit that. I'm going to pull some clips out of that so we can listen to those um, and uh, kind of follow, you, follow through those three episodes as well as chatting about some of the uh, generic themes of that show. So uh, get ready for that next week. Um, it's going to be a really, really good show. So uh, awesome. That about wraps it up. Uh, see you next week. Right, you've put something in the show notes here for the after show. Guitars, pedals, and truss rods. Yes, we're going to talk about guitars again <laughs> for some reason. So, as if you listened to, I think it was last week, we were talking about a little bit about learning guitar. So I have been doing yet more of that. As you managed to uh, pretty much learn the Gravity uh, intro, and that's been awesome. And then I restringed both of the guitars, which I'm truly terrible at. I managed to break the bottom E string once. Oh. Um, and did you just tune it too acoustic- far? Did you go too high? It's yeah, yeah, uh, yes. It's really actually not very hard to do. Uh, and then the acoustic, which I haven't played for actually quite a long time because I just left it. Uh, the action has been terrible. Like the 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 gap between the 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 neck over time starts to bend, and so you get you get a bigger and bigger gap between the strings and the sort of the frets and the uh, the neck. And so uh, you then have to tighten this rod that goes through the neck to then bring it straight again. And, uh, yeah, I've been having some trouble with that. Basically, I never know how far to do it. And, yeah. Uh, you kind of just got to look really down difficult. the end over the top and just see when it starts to become straight. Um, I'm also very frightened I'll do it too far. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't really over-tighten it, right? Is it the, mo- the more you tighten it, the more straight it gets. Obviously, you can really over-tighten it. It goes wrong, but... Um, yeah, is it, all you're doing is making the neck stiffer, really. Yes. Um, rather than you're not pulling it one way or the other, you're just sort of making it stiffer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely uh, a fairly difficult thing to do. That's one sort on mine. I've I've had my guitar about five years now, and I've I've done that a couple of times where I've just sort of topped it up to, you know, just to pull it straight a little bit. I've never had to do it that much, but I suppose that varies per guitar, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I used to do one quite a bit. Uh, the the electric though is perfect. Yeah, I mean the strings yeah, are much looser awesome. on electric. So, oh, they meant to be looser. I know, I never know. Yeah, so like, I tuned them both, and the acoustic was definitely stiffer. I didn't know whether it was a difference in gauge because I was just like to the guy, guy in the guitar store, just give me whatever you would like recommend. I think it's a so... difference in gauge, but yeah, they're, they're different strings altogether. Obviously, because they don't need to vibrate and make noise. All they do is vibrate and, you know, do some funny magnetic stuff in the little pickups and then they amplify it from there. Um, whereas an, elect- an acoustic guitar actually has to make noise that then echoes around the body, which makes the noise of the guitar. So obviously they need to be a bit stiffer to make more of that noise, um, if that makes sense. The acoustic guitar, like the strings are much tighter. Um, yeah, and I didn't know whether that was to do with gauge or like just with different strings or whatever. Um, so I was, I was sort of worried about that. I thought that might be, like, the, the action. I thought that might be because the neck was slightly bent. Um, but if they're meant to be slightly tighter, then that's that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, your Gibson is freaking great. Love it. So good, isn't it? So nice. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. I love it as a guitar. Like, the neck is beautiful. Um, it, the action is obviously perfect. I just love uh, how electric guitars sit. They're much like, obviously, denser, and they've got a solid body rather than a hollow body. But they just like they're weighted nicely. They're nice things to hold. Um, yeah, they're always solid. Also, um, there's obviously less. They're obviously thinner, so like they're easier to play because the strings are closer to you. Yeah, um, which I I really really like. Um, the pickups in it are really nice, like really warm, really nice. How old is it? Because it's an um, old, it's cool, quite old. It? I think it's about as old as me. Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, um, electric guitars obviously they last a really long time. Like um, pickups will last just about as long as you want to play with them. Um, so yeah, awesome. Love the guitar. Picked up some pedals. Oh yeah, what did you get? 
I got because I found some cheap ones. So um, I already had a compressor sustainer. And okay. I had a well. You had a vintage delay. I'm using. Uh, and then I got a reverb and overdrive in one pedal. Okay, nice. Um, because multiple people I've, I've been watching on YouTube recommended this one pedal, so I was like, "Yeah, I must get this." Um, so yeah, it's reverb and overdrive in one pedal. Obviously, different switches for both, and then obviously different dials. And then you can choose whether it goes reverb then overdrive or overdrive then reverb. That's cool. And it has it has a effect effects loop, so you can put a loop of pedals between the two pedals. Okay. Yeah. And sort of the run as where the sound goes, um, which I really, really like. And it just sounds really good. And I wanted reverb and I wanted overdrive. So I got those. And I got a blues breaker, which is another overdrive, which sounds kind of different. And also it works as a boost as well. Yeah. Uh, which is really, really cool. And so, yeah, that's what I've got at the moment. And then also I ordered a tuner as well. Okay, I'm cool. deaf and my hearing's messed up. So I got like a, pedal a tuner, tuner pedal. Yeah which is super nice. I've yet to build a board, though, to put them on. Okay. But obviously, I'm not going anywhere with them. Obviously, I'm just using them at home at the moment, so it doesn't really matter. But if I were to gig at any point, uh, I'd want to put them on a board. Mm. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I don't... There must be a correct order to put them in. There always is. But I don't know what that is yet. Um, <laughs> that's so more stuff you can do with... nerdy research on and go from there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I might just message some mates to play guitar and ask them or whatever. Yeah. Um, or just sort of play around with it and see what I like. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, having some fun with that. Oh yeah, awesome. Nice. I know you were nagging oh, me for man. ages about a couple of my pedals that I'm not sure where they are. But Yes, yeah. yeah. We we have lost them. <laughs> I wanted a um, a loop. Cam has a loop pedal. It's also a volume pedal. Yeah, that's very um, cheering that. If you don't know what that is, it's basically where you... Um, you play something through normally like a beat or like a, an underlying like the overall chords uh for a track uh, over maybe a bar or two bars and then it will loop through those forever and you can play more over the top and then you can loop that if you'd like so you can you can build an entire song by just recording stuff over the top of other stuff so yeah normally you start with the chords and then you can maybe bang the guitar as a beat um, you can then throw in like a melody if you want. You could throw in like I used to unplug my guitar and then plug a bass in and record that over the top, and then unplug that and then plug uh, plug a electric guitar in and record that over the top. And you get to a point where you have this entire song that you've recorded just yourself. Um, so I really like that. Uh, it's good fun. That it's a cool thing. Definitely useful for practice. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of what I wanted it for because you can you can do each part of the song independently. Um, which is definitely awesome, um, and sort of build a song, yeah, by yourself, which I think would be fun to do. Yeah, um, that other pedal, that big pedal I've got that we've lost, you can also plug straight into Logic, um, so you can create a loop on there, which is nice. Oh, that's awesome! So it catches well, it, records... it straight into the computer. Um, yeah. Oh man, I've got to give that a go. Make some recordings. Yeah, I'll go yes, find please. it. I'll sort that out. Um, yeah, really awesome bit kit. Uh, also, uh, news: I bought a new skateboard. <laughs> don't tell mum oh yeah i saw that earlier in the dock yes i want to hear about this so, yes please right tell me more. so i originally had a uh, it's a meepo board okay so i've had that for two and a bit years uh and it it's been great at times and but has been equally flaky uh in that i've had like the deck had to get replaced and then the batteries degraded a lot over those two years, which, to be fair, is expected. That one I don't hold hold over it, really. But also I've had things like the ESC, the kind of the chips inside that control how much power is going to the wheels, and that's the bit that communicates with the remote and all that stuff. That's been very, very flaky. Um, and it eventually got to the point where I just bought another one, which costs uh, lots of money. Um, and then it's been flaky again then and then the motor one of the motor died and to be fair to them they replaced that and then the one the one I got as a replacement uh has now died as well. So I'd got to the point where if I needed to get this board reliable enough to commute on, which is what I do, and to stop breaking and me being halfway through Cardiff and I'd have to carry it back and it's a heavy thing. Um that I was like, well, I'm going to need a new battery. That's like £150. I'm going to need two new motors. That's £150. 
going to need an ESC, which I've already bought and sunk into it, which is £100. And I'm like... That's more than it's worth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more than it's worth. So I then got researching and I was like, well, what, what do I do? Do I buy another board that is like this one, which is down the cheaper end of the market, which is made to be £400 and I buy it new? Or do I buy a used one that is much nicer, something like a boosted board? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, okay. So I had a look around and there's a few boosted V1s, which are obviously the first version of the boosted so they've been out about three years and they've held the value really really well so they're still quite expensive sort of yeah. five six hundred pounds uh and a lot of them have like a thousand miles on them and are probably very near the end of their life so i was like oh don't really want to go down that route either um i then started looking at some other brands uh and they kind of have depreciated a lot because maybe they're not as good quality and also the companies are harder to get replacement parts from or to get anything serviced or to do any of that so I then turned towards a board I've always wanted and I've always thought it's been far superior to the boosted board is an Evolve board. Have you heard of these? No, I haven't. Send me a link. No. In the, uh, so Unbox Therapy did a video. Do you remember when he first got his new studio where he whizzed around and you could convert it from being a, like a big chunky off-road thing to uh, like a street uh, skateboard? I'll, show you, I'll send you a link now. Um, ignore yeah, yeah, the price, that. please. Uh, I will explain that in a minute. But um, yeah, here we go. So this is a belt-driven board, a bit like the boosted board. So it has two motors that hang off the back of the of the board and then drive it through a belt. And that's really good in a number of ways. And it's far more modular, so you can change things. Uh, it's more torquey than a, than a hub motor, so it accelerates much quicker, you get higher speeds. And also you can do things like change the gearing depending on your weight. Um, so it comes with a couple of different gears that you obviously fit, so it's only one fitted oh, at a time. that's cool. Um, but yeah, mine's a bamboo board. Instead of just a motor, uh, the battery being at the top, it's like a thinner battery that's spread over the entire length of the board. Um, but yeah. Much so this one, instead of doing 24 miles an hour, it does 28. Um, oh, nice. It also then has things like the range is 30 miles rather than about 7 on my old one. Uh, it also then has a controller that tells you how fast you're going and the trip odometer and it has multiple power modes. And it's just overall a much better piece of kit. Um, nice. I love the wheel swappability because obviously the, the power, like the motors and stuff aren't in the wheels. Yeah. Um, so you can so they're obviously much cheaper, uh, so you can just switch them out. So that's which is what's awesome. going to be great. Is that instead of obviously I've got street wheels on at the moment, but I'm going to order some wheels. That, they look like mini mountain bike wheels. Uh, they're about <laughs> uh, 200 mil diameter, um, and you can sort of basically then ride it. It looks like a downhill mountain board if you can picture those. That, uh, they are some big wheels. They're Ooh. big, aren't they? But it means you can ride it anywhere, like mountain bike tracks, and I could go out up into the hills and take it there rather than being confined to fairly smooth roads. Also, some of the roads in Cardiff are terrible, and so I have to take certain routes, um, whereas on that I can just plough through all of it and it'd be fine. Is it waterproof? Uh, I know that was an issue you had before with the Meepo board. It is, but to an extent. Um, okay. I know a few people who have done mods where they've waterproofed it, and I might do that. You essentially do it with yeah, a yeah. vacuum bag um, inside. And they work really well. So you can get those that are, that are heat-proofed. Um, obviously, vacuum bags are used in like cooking steaks and things. So you can essentially get those that are really big. Oh, yeah, um, like 200-degree. like Yeah, of course. Out. So, uh, yeah, sous-vide steaks. So you, you can get these, these bags that are really big. You wrap them up in that, vacuum them, and then you're good for basically anything. Um, so I'm going to get some of those. I'm going to get some big wheels. Uh, and it means Seven-inch that... tyres. Yeah, tyres. Dang, these things are huge, and there's a bunch of different nice wheels. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah. Obviously, I got the bamboo one, which is a bamboo deck. You can get them in full carbon, which again, the price goes up by a lot. Horribly expensive, but sounds dope. They look astonishing. Um, so yeah, I paid roughly half what it costs. Um, this, okay, this dude, I, mean, this, I, I, I have a notification set up on uh, Gumtree that if any get listed, I get a notification straight away. Uh, this came up, it was in Bristol, so it was around the corner. Um, and then uh, I messaged the dude and I was like, I'll give you, I'll offer you this. And he's like, yep, 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 cool. So I went and checked it out and he's ridden it like five or six times. Uh, oh, he's like a 35-year-old bloke, had a wife and kids. And so I think he was a bit 
stressed riding it and never didn't really get time or whatever um but he was amazingly meticulous about it like there's not a scratch on the thing it's been oh what a what a dude yeah it's been looked after perfectly i mean he's even done silly things like he spent 100 pounds on bearings for it like he's got these like ludicrous expensive bearings in it he bought two spare he's bought spare of everything so he's got spare wheels he's got spare oh, man. Um, spare remote they're 100 pounds each uh he's got spare like enclosures and belts and all sorts so i was like oh my goodness this is the deal of the century so this is the guy you want to buy used stuff off of yeah exactly like you you want someone who's meticulous and especially if you've got the the spare stuff so if you lose a remote or whatever which i'm assuming you could do um it's perfect to have spares of wheels and remotes and all that lot. So, so basically any of the perishables or stuff that is likely to get lost or broken or whatever, or you have spares of. So it's perfect. Um, Man, sounds awesome. Yeah, it is incredible. But it's so fast. It's so nice and smooth. I did uh, 18 miles around Bristol the other day, like no sweat. Uh, um, yeah, it was amazing. So uh, loving it. It's really, really great. It takes forever to charge just because of the size of the battery. It takes five hours to charge. How big is um, the battery? Million pounds, you know? Oh, I don't know. That's going to be in- interesting. Uh, it's 10 amp it's hours. What? So, you know, 20,000 milliamp hours. That's two amp hours. So it's 10 amp hours. That's crazy, isn't it? 100,000. That sounds about right. And also Man, to... yeah, that, that will take a long time to charge. That's an overnight charge, that is, even at, like, two or three amps or whatever. But, yeah, also, like, things like... Instead of... My old skateboard was two 250-watt motors, which are powerful, like, don't get me wrong. It works out to about half a horsepower. This one has 3,000... Um, 3,000 watts? Watts, yeah. Not That's why the battery's so big. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I need one of these. I want one so bad. If I, when I go to uni, this is definitely one of the first things I'm going to buy. Oh. Yeah, they've released the GTR. Oh, wow. Yes. Bamboo All-Terrain. Yes, GT- GTR. Or well, the Carbon is Oh, that's so nice. Pounds. Don't you agree that they look better than Boosted Ball? Oh, they look beautiful. And they're far more flexible, like... They, like, you can adapt them to do whatever you want, like big wheels, big gears. You can change, yeah, to to smaller wheels. They look like nice long boards rather than looking like tech boards. Yeah. That makes any sense. They're much less black tech and much more sort of nice, beautifully made long boards, which is awesome. Yeah. And they come with, like, a case for the remote and loads of silly stuff like that. You can tell it's, <laughs> it's just nice. Um, oh man! So yeah, loving it, riding it everywhere. Yeah. Done so many miles. That's incredible. Yes. Oh man, that sounds awesome. I want one, but also don't currently have a useful one. So 